like it's every year at the end of the year. There's just so much stuff going on, but it's good stuff and good to be a part of it. Uh, I didn't tell you where to go, did I? Let's go right back where we were last week in Second Timothy. Second Timothy. <clears throat> I'll give you a little bit of time to find it. Okay, that's enough. Let's stand and... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just messing with you. <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter 1. All right, if you're there, say amen. amen. Very good. I'm going to start at verse 8. And uh, I know where that's where we began there last week, but I'm going to read, I'm going to read through verses 18. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions or the sufferings of the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto, talking about the gospel, I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, and for which cause, talking about the gospel, I also suffer these things, but nevertheless I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us, this thou know, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phagellus and Hermogenes. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me, and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently, and found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Father, we thank you for your word. Just ask that you bless it, God. I pray for myself, Lord, just get rid of me. And Lord, just take me and use me. Just be that instrument in your hand. Give me the words to speak, that I speak the truth, and that I speak uh, in a way that honors your name and lifts you up, Lord. You're, you're our everything. We're here, Lord, just to lift you up, to worship you and praise you, and ask that you bless us and help us to be able to do that here tonight, and ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> Last week... Um, which the first half of this is what we worked through last week, and we looked at the, at the gospel, and we talked about the gospel, and and uh, the power of the gospel, and and, and the apostle Paul uh, mentioned back in in Romans, you know, where he said that I'm an, I'm not ashamed, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. That's good. It's the gospel. It's no, that, that gospel is where salvation is. That's where it begins. A person 
a person has to hear that. They have to see the gospel, to know the gospel, to, to see what Jesus has done, to understand that. To, to, and that, that's what's life-changing when that gospel is presented. There's power in, in the gospel that, that Jesus, God in the flesh, came because he loved us, died for us, shed his innocent blood for sinners such as I so that I could have salvation. And that is the gospel that's what people need to realize and know and see. And it's not so much about morality. Yes, morality is good. We should live decent, moral lives and, 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 and helpful lives and care about one, things of this nature. And a lot of people do that. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of good, moral people. But everybody, whether you're a good, moral person or just a hard-down stinker, don't matter, you have a sin problem that must be dealt with. And that's the reason Jesus came. Sin is a terrible thing. A lot's worse thing than most people believe and understand. Sin was so bad that the only cure for it was God himself. Okay? That's it. There's no cure for sin other than what Jesus did. That God had to do it. That's the gospel. That's what, that's what people need to see and know and understand. They, under, they need to understand just how lost they are. They don't need to be told that they're you know, they're doing pretty good, but pretty good people and things of that nature and, you know, just keep on doing that and we're all quite sure that you one day you'll be rewarded with a heavenly home. Folks, I, I believe this with all my heart. Heaven's not a reward. A reward is something you earn and I'll never earn that. That's a gift that was given to me through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's a gift when I step into the portals of glory, I'll step into a wonderful gift that has been given to me by God himself. No one else could do it. And it was strictly because of the gospel, and I put my faith and my trust and my hope and everything is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the power. It's the power of God unto salvation. Wow, you can't save yourself. I, I don't care how much you love your children. You can't save your children. You don't have that power, but God can. And it's the gospel that will display the power of God. And I always use old Jack Mann as the, one of the best examples I know of. When the gospel rolls in, when the spirit of God's there and a heart is touched and he puts his faith and trust in Jesus Christ, there's power. Sometimes it's displayed seemingly more stronger than at others. But it was on full display on a man named Jack Mann, for the people that knew him, what God did. It was, it's, it's a miracle. And you see it and you know it. It is the power of God. So tonight what I want to do is cut back in there looking at the gospel because the more I look at this second Timothy, the more, and, and if y'all remember now, we always try to keep remembering where we are and what's going on. We got Paul writing a letter to a young man named Timothy. Paul is in jail in Rome. He's been there a good little while and and he's, he's, putting it, he's, he's writing this letter, putting it out. He realizes and knows, we've already looked at this, he realizes and knows it, his time is short. He's already made the statement, look, I, you know, I have fought a good fight, I've finished the course, I've kept the faith. You know, uh, my, the, the, the time of my departure is at hand. That was where Paul was. He, he knew that. And I don't know, but I, I, I feel like, you know, as people get older, and because I, I know, you know, that I'm getting older, I, you know, I don't look it, but I am. I'm getting older, and I feel like I'm getting older, and it's just, it does something to you. It, it, there's, a, there's a certain sense of urgency 
when you don't think you may not have as much time left as you used to. Do you understand? Y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, when I, you know, when I, when I was 20 or 30 years old, I, I wasn't really worried. About, I, I had plenty of time for everything. I mean, everything was out in front of me. But now it seems like most everything behind me. You know, ain't much left out there in front of me. You know, that sort of thing. So there's an urgency. Whatever you're going to do, if you want to do something or accomplish something or 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 or, or, or make a, a a statement for the glory of God, whatever you you know, well, you you need to be doing it. You know, it's it's kind of that urgency. And I think that's where Paul was. And 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 as I as I said, as I look at this, the more I read it all, what he is really focused on, what really is Paul's concern. Let me tell you. Paul ain't concerned about leaving this world. That ain't it. He's not coming. He said, my departure's at hand. He ain't, I mean, that's fine. And he said, there's a, there's a crown of righteousness laid up, going to be given to me. You know, that, that I do know. Paul's the one that said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm between a rock and a hard place here. He said that several years earlier. I'm between a rock and a hard place here. I really need to stay here to, to, to do this gospel work and to get this message out to all the world. That I need to do. That's what's beneficial for you. But my heart's wanting to go. I'm wanting to leave. I'd much rather, he said, I'd much rather, I'd much rather be with Jesus Christ and be gone from here. Okay? I don't know. I'll, 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 just, I'll just share this with you. I think that's kind of where Lenny was. Y'all understand what I'm saying? She, would, she said, I, I would much rather just go on and be with the Lord than to stay here. Now, that ain't to throw off on us. She wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm tired of y'all. But I just know that I'm tired of just this, and I know what awaits. It's just that I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And that's where Paul was. He was ready to go. But he was very concerned while he was in there. And I think, and I, to me, I just I feel it as I study this, that what he was concerned about was this gospel. He was concerned about the truth of the gospel. He was, and, and, I mean, Paul, Paul don't know what we know today. He hasn't seen how things has unfolded. He doesn't know anything about a, a book and a, a, a printing press and, and the word of God in everybody's hands. and all. Yeah, he doesn't know that. All he knows is that he's been commissioned by God to spread this gospel and it's coming to an end. And he's wondering, what, what he, what's going to happen to the gospel really when I'm gone? You know, I mean... Uh, that was his concern, and, and I believe that's the reason he was trying to get this out to Timothy and he, to get it out to him, to let him to, for him to understand that it's urgent. It's urgent. You need to pay attention, Timothy. You need to get, get in gear here. You need to get up and, and, and get, get in the game and don't, don't be lax here. This is important, and, and you've, got to, you've got to stay straight. That this, this gospel, if, if we lose the gospel... He knows it. Hey, folks, we can, we can preach this today. If we lose the gospel, what you got? What is your great-grandchildren going to have if they, don't know, if they don't know the story of Jesus? What will they have? What do you got? You have a big, fat goose egg, nothing. That, the gospel still is just as important today as it was in Paul's day. It doesn't take long for a generation it could be my generation for me, my great grandchildren, whatever. They don't even, they ain't never, they ain't never even heard the story. If somebody don't keep telling it. And not only telling it, but telling it right. Are y'all with me? I ain't mad. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just compassionate. I mean, uh, 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 what's the word? Passionate. There you go. Help me about it 
because I believe it's the honest truth. It's the truth. It's the gospel. And that's the reason it's important. See, that's the reason it's so important, Mom and Dad, that you know the gospel and you know it well. And you can tell the story of Jesus real good to your little two, three, and four, five-year-old. They need to know it, and they need to know it early, and they need to hear it from you, and they need to hear it right. Okay? They don't need to be told you're the most wonderful thing in the world that's ever happened, and there could never be a wrong thing in your body, and you're beautiful, and on and on and on. That's, you, you can do that if you want to. That ain't going to carry them very far, I can assure you. But the gospel will take them to glory. Wow. It's important. Mm. I wasn't expecting all that. But there was power in the gospel. And tonight I want to look at the what I would call the essential, the essential gospel. That it's that it's essential, that's important. And so let's look at that. So let's go, let's go back in here and work in it through this quick. I I, I, I I can do it. But we're going I'm gonna go back to verse twelve and cut in right there at verse twelve because I finished right there at verse twelve last last week when I finished there. Uh, you know, talking about the, what Paul had said, I, that I, I know who I believe. I'm persuaded that he's able. Now, what I want you to, I, and, I, and I bring this, I, I, and I want to do it like this. Sometimes people say, well, you know, why, why do you want to go into that so much? Well, it's because it is there, and it's things that people that study the Bible, they know, and they, you know, there's lots smarter people than I am. But when I'm able to run across it and look at it, then, I, then at least I want to put it out so that we hear it, we've heard it, that it's not something. Well, I've never heard that before. Well, that you have. But if you had an ESV Bible, if you had an ESV Bible here, and you, and you may have a Bible that, that does this, but I want to read you to what verse 12 says, had the ESV, which it says, which, which is why I suffer as I do, if you go back there where it's talking about for the which cause, was King James way, well, let's look at this, which is why I suffer as I do, but I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Did y'all hear that? That's a little different, isn't it? Now, which is it? What I've committed to him or what he's committed to me? Two different things, okay, right? But now I did, I, but what, whatever, you know, when I, and I said, what is Paul kind of focused on here? What is he talking about to Timothy? What is he saying? Not to be ashamed of the what? The testimony of the Lord, you know? Uh, the, the sufferings of the what? The gospel. Talk about, he, he talks about that. He talks about bringing a, a, a life and immortality to light through the gospel. He's focused on the gospel. Okay. Now, I like, and the reason I bring that is because there is two different interpretations of that verse with, with folks that, that are smart enough to know to how to go back to the manuscripts and break it down and know their, their Greek and, 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 and what it's saying. So I, what I did, though, I did run across a Warren Wiersbe. I don't know if you all know Warren Wiersbe or not, but I, I really like his stuff. And, and I like what he, how he looked at this here. And he was, he was, so let's look at this, and I just want to share this with you. It says, what an encouragement it is to know that Christ is faithful and able to keep his own. Well, I, I like the first, what Paul said. I know that, you know, and I believe in, that he is able to keep what I have committed unto him. See, it's talking about us. Our, our soul, he says, for I know whom I have believed. That was Paul's confidence. He didn't say, I hope, or he did not say, I think. But, but, he says, there are two ways of reading verse 12. And perhaps Paul meant both of them. 
And that's what, I, and I think that's probably true. But he, he said it in a way where either one of them works real, real well. But I, I really believe Paul, to stay with Paul, his concern, his concern, what he's concerned about, he's not so good. I mean, it's a joy to him. He knows where he's going. He knows that. And he makes it. He, and he, if, if the statement is the way that we read it out of the King James, that's fine. But I really think that he's probably really more concerned about the gospel. And that's what we're, that's the, the, more the theme of what's going on here. So he, I think he said, he said, I think Paul meant both. Paul is saying that he knows he can trust Christ to keep him and his soul. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. But he is also saying that he knows Christ will enable him to keep what he, what Christ has committed to him. It is possible to translate it. He is able to keep that which he has committed to me. Christ had committed the gospel to Paul. Look at 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy uh, 1 11. 1 Timothy 1 11. Just because I, I I, it's amazing, man. You, if you go back and two through First Timothy and Second Timothy, all through it, you, it, 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 it all it, it goes together so well. But Paul was telling him in First Timothy one eleven was telling him he said, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. This gospel, the gospel was committed to me. The gospel is essential. And that's what he was, I, I believe that. And it says, and Paul was sure that he, talking about Christ, would enable him to guard it and to keep it safe. You know, Paul, even, even back in, in chapter 4, when he said, I have finished, I fought a good fight, I finished the course, and I've kept the faith. I've, I have been committed to what has been committed to me. And so I, 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 I say that and I bring that you know, so that you, if you're ever anywhere and you hear somebody say it different, you'll see they say the, the wording and all of that. It could, it could go either way. But it, either way is fine, but I think probably he was looking at the gospel. I, and, and I wrote down here, Paul was, Paul was trusting his own destiny to the same one who had entrusted him with the stewardship of the gospel. I could trust him. I have committed myself to him. He's committed that to me. And it'll be him that enables me to carry it out, to stand up and to preach the gospel. Need to see that today. Folks, we need to understand that. I, I, I truly believe that. Just, just the simple gospel. There's so, much, there's so much stuff in the world, so many thoughts and beliefs and ideas and, and, and things. And when it, when it all boils down, there's only one God. There's only one Savior. There's only one Spirit. There's only one baptism. It's just one. There's only one gospel. There's, that's it. There's only, there's only one salvation. It's, it's, it's this story, the story of Jesus. And, and, and not only that, I, Paul could say, I'm, now listen, because of, I'm not ashamed of where I am. I'm in jail, but I'm not ashamed of that because the, the, I'm here because of the gospel. I'm here because I am committed to what's being committed to me. Make, make sense? And nor am I, nor of what people may think of me, because he said he, he when we opened up with this he said Timothy don't be don't be ashamed of me and my chains and who I am and where I am. He said you know this is this is this is about the gospel. This is bigger than me and you, Timothy. He says I'm not ashamed of that, nor of the gospel, which is the reason that I am in this situation. 
In other words, it's the gospel. It's, that was what Paul was concerned about. And I believe that. And, I, and, and, and when, I, when I say this, and I want you to hear this, about the essential gospel, that it is essential. And I love this word, essential. This, and I, this, just this definition, as I looked at it today, popped up. I loved it. It's, it essential means absolutely necessary. The gospel is absolutely necessary. Y'all agree? Take it away what you got. It's absolutely necessary. It is extremely important. The gospel. We have a dying man. We have a dying man. The last thing he's thinking about is this gospel. It, it, it can't slip. It's got to keep going. I, I, and I know... I know that, like Paul said, I, it, it will be the power of God. God will keep that going, but he'll use, he uses people. And I, and I say that because, folks, listen, a lot of times we, we can take the sovereignty of God and just say, well, it, it's going to happen. Well, yeah, God, he, 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 he'll take care of things. It's him. But he, he very well may be going to use you. And that's what he wants. And Paul's, what Paul's saying, and I don't want to be slack in what I'm supposed to be doing. It's concern, it concerns me that, the, that this gospel keep going. And I, and, and, and I just get a tinge of that when I've already shared to you about getting older. When I'm dead and gone, how, what's, how's, what's going to happen? What's, a, what's the next generation going to see or what they're going to know? Or not only that, what did I do to help ensure that they would know the gospel and know it right? Is that, is that sobering? Okay, what, you know, my ch- or, or have I left it, if I left to my children what they're going to give to their children so that their children will have the truth or will it not be there? It's highly important. It's absolutely necessary. It's extremely important. And Paul, in other words, Paul's saying keep the gospel. Keep the gospel at all costs. He said, I have kept the faith. That's what he was focused on. Now, Paul knows that. He knows himself. He knows what he's done. He's been through all of this. He's seen how things has turned, how people have turned on him. He knows it, but he wants Timothy to know and understand. But, buddy, you may walk through some, you may walk through some perilous times ahead of you. I don't know. I know that I have. But if you're going to stand up for the gospel, but I'm telling you, you need to do it. You need, don't back off. Don't slack off. And so Paul is basically what Paul's doing. He's using his own example to bolster Timothy's courage. So I think, I think y'all will agree that we, we can see in what we read here that Paul, what Paul is really, you know, concerned about is this gospel and getting it to Timothy. I mean, here's a man in prison. He can't do a whole lot, but he can write a letter. And I can put in this letter, I can pour my heart out in this letter and try to get it out to let him know you know, th- this is some things that's happened to me, and this is what may happen to you. But I'm telling you, you know, and we'll, as we move on through this, you're going to see it. Timothy, you got to stand up and you got to do it. you got to do it. We've been called to do it. It's been committed to us. It's been committed to you. So now let's look at, let's, let's move into verse uh, 13. Verse 13. So when, when, after he says that, he, he, he tells Timothy, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ. Jesus. So let's just break that down just quickly here. What I, the, what I want to focus here, which I've already, is, is to not straying from the gospel. Don't mess with the gospel. Don't add nothing to the gospel. Don't mess, don't, 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 don't dilute it, anything. It's, it, it has to stay the gospel, the truth, okay? And a, a lot of times things have to try to get added to it. But he's telling Timothy to hold fast or hold, hold firm 
in the in the that word it, it basically means you know to hold fast in a like in, you know just follow this thing now don't just hold fast right in here and don't be veering off just keep that in mind don't be veering off uh, in other words follow the pattern and then because he said hold, he said hold fast the form that word form is actually pattern it's a pattern is what he said it's an outline it's a pattern it's a sketch so hold fast hold fast this pattern has anybody has any, guys in here women what y'all know what a jig is Willard would you 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 make it you, it's something that you make that you can set down and 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 you when you cut out a pattern to do something you, all the pieces pieces are fit and you can always use that same jig to cut out the same thing it's a pattern type thing it's a, now listen if you don't follow that jig you may not get what you want it may not turn out like you think it's going to turn out if you don't follow the jig it's, do you understand what I'm saying follow hold fast follow straight here don't veer off Timothy hold this thing. Exactly what it is. Don't let, because things are coming in. And Paul says, I already know they're coming in. And you know it too. And if you don't stand up, they will, they will, they will dilute your gospel that's been committed to you if you don't stand up. And he knows how important that is. Hold fast. Follow the, the pattern. I think about that, that, that pattern. I know whenever I was in school, I'd come home and, and when I'd get off school bus and I'd come in there and I'd get almost to the door, I could hear that old sewing machine pedal thing. Mama sewing on an old treadle. I don't look that old, do I? I, I didn't even know anything about her. She was just getting it with that thing. But she'd have stuff scattered out there, and usually she'd be scattered out there for a week. So she'd be working, making stuff, you know. But I do remember one thing that she had patterns, and it was paper. Am I right? Let me know when I, when I veer. Don't let me veer. But it, you lay it out, and, and then, she, and I think you'd pin it. You'd pin the paper to the material, and then. But, you know, you had to follow the pattern. You had to follow the line. That's what he's telling him. The gospel's already laid out. The gospel's already, the pattern's already, the form of sound doctrine, the sound it's already there. All I'm telling you, Timothy, follow it. Don't fear from it. Don't fear from it. It might even, 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 even when you're getting them tight corners and you wonder, why in the world we got to cut up in here? Cut up in there. It'll pay off the pattern. So hold fast, follow the pattern and uh, the, uh, the form. Uh, I, I won't go to the other, this other thing, but then looking at, at, at sound words. So hold fast, follow this here of sound words, this gospel, which thou hast heard of me. He said, I, you know, in faith and in love, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, what I want to do here, and this is what Paul, so that you will know where Timothy is and what's going on. Let's go back to first. First uh, Timothy. Go back to First Timothy, first first chapter. We'll pick up in verse three. I want you to look at. We're going. I'm just going to read uh, several verses here, but I, I want you to see where uh, Paul is writing to Timothy. Timothy is in Ephesus. That's where he is. Paul has left him there in Ephesus and left him there for a reason. Now let's look. Let's look in, at it real quick in verse three. First Timothy chapter one, verse three. If you dare say Amen. As I besought thee I, to abide still at Ephesus, there it is, he's telling Timothy, I told you, I, I want you to stay there, and you did, that when I went to Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. I left you in Ephesus so that you could, you could combat this here kind of stuff that's coming in like this here. 
It says, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. It's the gospel. Don't veer from it. It ain't good, it ain't good thinking. It ain't all, all reason. All kinds of, you can get all kinds of things. It's the gospel. It says, now the end of the commandment is charity or love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and faith unfeigned or a sincere, real, genuine faith. This is what that's the gospel in. It's about faith in, the, in Jesus Christ, in the gospel. From which, now talking about this here, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling or, uh, or meaningless talk. Just talk. They've all come up with their ideas. Everybody's around giving their all their ideas, their opinions of what you know, who God is, and my, well, I believe this. Well, I believe this. Well, I, it, he's trying. He's trying to say, don't don't worry about that, Timothy. Stick with the gospel. Stay with the pattern. It works. It always works. Always has, and it's very important. It says, don't. don't you got to combat that. So it says, desiring to be teachers. Of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. They're just out. They're out. Hey, Timothy, they're out doing what you're supposed to do, be doing, but they're putting out false. They're putting out false stuff. They're giving their own thoughts and their own ideas. And you know, when one sinner gives his idea to the other sinner, they'll probably take it. It's the righteousness of the gospel that'll make them bow up. Is that right? Yes. But you're going to preach the gospel. You stick with the gospel. goes on and says, But we know how the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinner, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. The gospel is sound doctrine. According to the, and he goes on to say, according to the glorious gospel. That's what, that's been committed to me. Paul saying, it's the gospel. It's been committed to me. I gave it to you. You've got to, you've got to stand, but you've got to stand and battle what's coming out. You can't let it be. And this, and this sound, let me move on here. The sound, uh, the sound words, that word sound is, is, is a word that, uh, it, just, it means it's sound in health, to be well, like your body is a healthy body. Uh, you're, it's a sound body. Now, you let this body get a virus or some kind of bacteria, gets mixed in here, and directly we're dragging around, half sick, coughing, and sounding terrible, and fever, whatever. You're, you're, not, you're not well. It's not good because something has come in and contaminated. Am I right? That sound. Okay, that's the word. The sound is, 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 is well. is it, to be uncorrupted. Uncorrupted. Now, and what he's telling, what he's telling uh, Timothy there is that don't let things come in to corrupt the gospel. Stay with the pattern, the form. Stick with sound words. It's, it's Jesus. I, I know. Folks, how in the world did we get so many different religions in this world? Somebody, somewhere, didn't stick with the truth. How do you, how do you, how do you get a, a, a man like Muhammad just come up with something that he's 
somebody and he he just starts making these claims and 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 before you know it he's got a following and now we've got the the Islamic Islam religion and they're whatever they think okay? but that's not the gospel amen that's not the gospel how do we get somebody like a just an old a guy like you know Joseph Smith that that comes up with something and uh, starts having a following and and comes up with ideas and it don't it don't really match up with the gospel though does it it doesn't match up with the gospel and and it kind of does some things to Jesus that ain't don't ain't ain't, ain't working just right how do stay with the that's what it's important it's important that you just stick with the gospel the truth of the gospel you know I, I think about Jehovah's Witness another it's just another guy I, I think if you go back far enough to Rutherford or some guy like this here the guy I mean just but they they move from the gospel, and that's what and that's what that's and I believe that's what Paul is concerned about sitting in a jail. That's the reason he wrote this. The gospel it's the essential gospel. It's absolutely necessary, Timothy. It's extremely important. Stick with it. Don't 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 corrupt it in any way. You stick with the pattern. It'll always work. It'll work. It'll work in the twenty first century. For my great grandchildren, they're gonna have to know this gospel amen amen yes so he's saying don't don't corrupt it but then he but he let's go back over in the second timothy verse uh, uh 13 it says but you do it in faith and in love which is in christ jesus what and and listen folks we always we have to to remember that that when it says faith and love which is in christ jesus if it was anybody it's it's what jesus is 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 it's putting our faith in what Jesus has done and showing a love like he has displayed. It's the faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Let me, let me just read this to you real quick as we look at that. This is in 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 14. This is where Paul's talking. And that's the reason I say, I go back in two between, because I get such good stuff here. So Paul was telling me in 1 Timothy 1, 12, says, And I thank Jesus Christ our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. That's what he said right after he said it had been committed to me. Who was, I was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, an injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. He says it again. And folks, we do the same thing. We can never veer from the gospel. It is just the gospel. It's the power of the gospel will save a life, will change a life. It is highly, absolutely necessary. It is essential. It, and, and this is where Paul is. This, this must keep going forward. And, 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 and I, I think that's what it's spoken to me is that same thing. A lot of times we can get caught up in, in church and church buildings and church people and church functions and things that are good and, and all of these type of things. And if you're not careful, we, we, let the, we let what the main thing that we're all about is the gospel of Jesus Christ that will save a soul from hell. It's that thing that we, we just kind of take that as that's just, that's just kind of a, a part of what we do. No, no, it's the essential part of what we are, what we, what we do is the gospel of Jesus Christ. With faith and love. Now, not only that, let's go on in verse 14. Let me move there quickly. Look at what 14 says. He's talking to Timothy still. That good thing which was committed unto thee by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. 
So he's telling him to hold fast, that, that, that sound words that you've heard from me, that good thing which was committed unto thee by the Holy Ghost. Now let, he, said, he says to keep it. If you will, you, I don't have to turn a page, but the last part of 1 Timothy in chapter 6, verse 20. Chapter 6, verse 20 in 1 Timothy. Listen to what it says. O Timothy. Boy, you can just feel it. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. You know what? Do you know what he's talking about? I believe he's talking about the same thing that he was talking about when he said was committed to my trust. The glorious gospel was committed to me. That's what is committed to you, Timothy. O Timothy, keep that which, has, which is committed to thy trust. And he goes on to say, avoiding profane and vain babbling. In other words, godless chatter. Just, no, the gospel, there's only one. And there's no other way. Avoid profane and vain babbling in oppositions of science, falsely so-called. That word science, don't know why King James did it here. Every other place, and there's about 25, it's just knowledge. It's knowledge is what that word is. It's used as knowledge. It's opposition of knowledge, falsely. So it's people with their, their knowledge, their intellect, things that they come up with that, that supposedly a, a, a knowledge, but it is all, basically what it is is opposing ideas. It's ideas that other people that oppose the gospel. Earlier that, you have to stand the gospel. It's, it's really simple. The gospel to me is simple. It wasn't easy. It cost, it cost, it cost God his very life. But it's just, just simply the gospel of what Jesus did for us, dying sinner like me, that changes people's lives, that changes people's lives. And, it, and you keep it, he says, by the power of the Holy Ghost. That we, that's why we do anything that we do. And as I, as I close out here, I want to get this last, uh, last little thing in about this, this last little comparison here because I, I believe, like I've, like I've shown, that, that there's a gripping in Paul's soul to get this out to Timothy and the importance of this gospel. And, and, and Timothy, you're going, to do, you're going to do one thing or the other. You're going to make a choice. You're going to. You're going to be one way or the other. And that still holds true. That still holds true. So let's look at this uh, real quick here, this last little bit. <clears throat> Verse 15. This thou knowest. Okay, so now what? So we know right up. Timothy already knows what Paul's fixing to tell him. Okay? Timothy knows about this. This thou knowest, that all, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. Okay? So we got two guys, Phygelus and Hermogenes, Hermogenes, whatever. And he says they were, they were part of this. Now, here's another thing that I, I, I need to, because there's discussion on just who this is. This is the only place we have it. We don't know, what, we don't know exactly what's going on. But we kind of can get an idea. And I think, I think I, what, I, what, I, what I've got here, I believe, is probably pretty, pretty right. But let's look. He says, all they that which are in Asia be turned away from me. Now, what did he mean? Did he mean that everybody turned away from the gospel, didn't want to have nothing to do with the gospel or anything like that? 
Don't think so because in Revelations we have what? Seven churches of what? Asia. The seven churches in Asia. They're there. They're there. As a matter of fact, do you know where, when, when, he, when Paul in his day was talking about Asia, do you know what he was talking about was pretty much main today's Turkey. That's where it is. That was where it is. Do you know what, what towns in Paul's time was in Asia or Turkey? How about Galatians? How about Colossae? That's what, most of his journeys had been there in what he called Asia. Okay? Not only that, you know what else was there? Ephesus. Right where Timothy is right now. That's where he said, you, well, Timothy's there and he's, he's established in a church. So, so he ain't saying that the whole, all the whole Asian people just turned, they, they just all left the gospel, didn't want to have nothing to do with it or whatever. There's something going on. And what, so, what, so what's he talking about? He, he, and, and this is it. And, and, and let, me, let me put this, because I wrote this down, make sure it said. Uh, they, th- these two guys were probably with a group from Asia. Okay? They was with a group from Asia that was, had come into Rome to, to visit there, visiting Rome. But because of fear, and not only that, now these guys probably were part of the, of, of, of Ephesus could, they say very likely could have been a part of Ephesus and called Timothy knew who they were. Timothy knew who they were. But he says they've come and because of fear, I'm saying, that fear would not have anything to do with Paul and his situation. Paul, Paul could maybe could have heard they were there, maybe tried to get word out, you know, stand, you know, try to get a word out to say that, you know, to help me out here or whatever. They didn't want to have any, they didn't want to be connected with Paul. It was like they were ashamed of Paul. You're talking about that shame, he's saying, telling Timothy, don't, don't be ashamed of me, my, where I am and who, who I am and the gospel, don't do it. The, and then what he said, these guys, they didn't want to have nothing to do with me. They turned from, away from me. If you'll read in the fourth chapter right here in, in 2 Timothy, he talked about at the last, I didn't have nobody to stand with me. Tony, you can come on up. I didn't have anybody to stand with me. Everybody had left me. Everybody. And he said, these guys here, they, they, they turned from me. And I, and I, and I, and I, I kind of believe that because of this. Now, because look where we're going. Then we move right into a fella. We, we say, and, but he says, the Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me or revived me and, and was not ashamed of my chain. This guy here wasn't like those other two. This guy was a, he, and he goes on to say, but when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. He wanted to find me. He looked for me. He found me, and he just his presence. He didn't. All he did was just come and be with me. But boy, it sure picked me up. It refreshed me just because he was there with me. He wasn't ashamed of me. And it says, the Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day and in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus. That's where he's from. And he said, and, he, and then you know what he ended with? Just what he started with. Thou knowest very well. You, are, you know that you know, you know these two? You know Onesiphorus. You know them. And you know these other two that wouldn't have nothing to do with me. But he did. And so what's he telling us? Verse 80, when we, what we read tonight, verse 8. Be not there, 
therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me as his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. The gospel. He's saying, Timothy, you got, you got some examples here, buddy. Who are you going to be? You want to you want, you want be like them, or do you want to be like the Onesiphorus? You got a good, two good examples right here. And he's telling him, be like this man. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Come right on in there. Don't be fearful of the gospel. Stand up. It's the truth. I mean, folks, listen to me. It's like this, this little clerk up in Kentucky that had the everything come down on her because she wanted to stand up for her convictions, you know, concerning homosexuality and in, in her job. It's just the gospel. It's the truth. There are some healed worth dying on. Amen? Amen. Timothy, it's your choice. You remember anything tonight? I believe Paul would want you to know the gospel is essential. It's absolutely necessary. It's extremely important. And I just put down here for the sake for the sake of future generations, we must guard and preserve that good thing, which is the gospel, at all costs. Neither let fear or shame cause us to shun or turn away from proclaiming the story of Jesus, the gospel. Stand if you will. Stand if you will. I believe it's highly important. And let's sing that last, that last verse. See if I can find my page here. I love this. Tell, tell, again. Tell, tell of the cross where they nailed writhing in anguish and pain tell of the grave where they laid him tell how he liveth again that's the gospel folks love in that story so tender clearer than ever I see stay let me weep while you Tell me the story of Jesus. Tell me the story of Jesus. Right on.